Let's get background from Fred Kaplan, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, author of a new history of cyber warfare. Fred Kaplan's book is titled Dark Territory. It's published by Simon & Schuster, a division of CBS. Fred, in your book, you report a meeting in early 2007 in which President George W. Bush is considering cyber attacks against insurgents in Iraq. Uh, Why don't the military and our security agencies just go ahead and do it? There's a lot of cyber offensive activity done, but it all has to be approved by the president because it can get out of hand and civilians can be affected and our own forces can be affected, as we've seen in other instances. But in that particular instance, uh, a few generals had a plan. They captured some insurgent, Iraqi insurgent computers, rifled through them, got various passwords, email addresses, and so forth. And they wanted to create an operation where, you know, they would send out a phony email to all of their friends saying, let's meet at this place tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And uh, there would be some special operation forces waiting for them to kill them. And in 2007, the U.S. forces killed about 4,000 insurgents in this way. Uh, you know, a lot of the credit for the turnaround that happened in the Iraq War in 07 has been credited to George Bush's surge and David Petraeus's new strategy. But a lot of it was also the NSA getting very much into the fight uh, with, with, with methods that uh, hadn't really been played out to the extent that they did before this, this event. And I, I don't know what we're now doing against ISIS, but I suspect um, there, there's some of this sort of thing going on as well. The tricks that involve uh, phony emails using social networking, it makes me wonder whether the United States has an advantage over a terrorist group because we are big and wealthier, or does that not make much of a difference in cyber warfare? It doesn't make much of a difference. You know, you have about 20 nations that have cyber units within their military. And, you know, some are a lot better than others. But, you know, you really need to get very deep into the intelligence on this. And when you have a a kind of a ragtag insurgent force, which which is what ISIS basically is, it's very hard to get the intelligence. Sometimes it's a bit of luck. You you capture a computer. You capture one guy. you, You figure out a password. You scope your way in. And then you have to scope out the whole network. And, uh, Probably the, the less organized the enemy military force is, the harder it is to do all this. With, with, a, with a conventional army, things are much more centralized, and uh, once you're in, you get a lot more. Uh, which, of course, this is the irony and the paradox that you just referred to, that we are the most advanced country in this, not just our military, but in our society, the degree to which we're wired into the net, But this also makes us the most vulnerable. Another target for cyber warfare is Iran's nuclear program. You write about President Bush, then President Obama, uh, working with Israel to inject into the Iranian program uh, something called Stuxnet. A code name for the operation is Olympic Games. But then it seemed that that virus or worm was getting into Western systems. How would that happen? Well, worms can spread, and and it was aimed at a particular kind of uh, servo control device. Now, it was programmed in a way that only the Iranian ones would actually be subjected to malware. You know, they they would be hit with, with all kinds of bad stuff on their computers. But people still detected something going on. They detected this worm. They didn't know what it was. 
Uh, a lot of security companies put out a big description of what it was, and then the Iranians figured out, oh, that's why our centrifuges are exploding. Really interesting that in your book, you, you start dark territory in 1983 with President Ronald Reagan. That's a long time ago. And he wondered about a movie that so many of us have seen. This was War Games. You might remember a movie with Matthew Broderick. He plays a teenage whiz kid who unwittingly hacks into the computer of the North American Aerospace Defense Command and thinking that he is just playing some new online game almost starts World War III. So Ronald Reagan sees this movie up at Camp David, and there's a meeting in the White House a few days later, and at one point he puts down his index cards and he says, has anybody seen this movie War Games? And it had just come out, nobody would seen it. He launches into this big plot description. People are looking around like, where's this going? And he turns to the top general, General John Vesey, who is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he goes, General, could, could something like this really happen? Could someone just break into our computers like this? Uh, you know, General says, I'll look into this, Mr. President. And he comes back a week later and says, Mr. President, the problem is much worse than you think. Part of the history of cyber warfare told by Fred Kaplan. Your book is titled Dark Territory. Fred Kaplan, thank you. Thank you.